It's November 22nd and time for Social and Sex. In the same fortnight that the Advertising Standards Authority declared crypto a red alert area for marketing, there were plenty of social updates to watch out for. And we'll be talking about the six most important ones, including YouTube shoppable lives, Snapchat's map layers, and Instagram's update to carousel posts. And if you find any of this episode useful, then please let us know by leaving this podcast a review. Now, without further ado, let's get started. Advertising has become more and more fine-grained. The targeting is more fine-grained over time. What Facebook did is it allowed advertisers to target user attributes directly. First up today, Facebook and Instagram are removing sensitive ad targeting groups. Until recently, advertisers using Facebook's Creator Studio could target people based on things like race and ethnicity, religious views, political beliefs, sexual orientation, and health. As I'm sure you can imagine, some of these targeting groups have been abused. For example, we've seen some companies targeting their housing, job, or credit ads by what was known as multicultural affinity to essentially exclude people of color from applying for mortgages or put offers on certain properties. So, not very good. But some advertisers have expressed concerns about these options going away because they've previously been used to target these groups to drive positive societal change. Meta has said it will negatively impact some brands and organisations like non-profits, but bear in mind you'll still be able to reach users based on their gender, location and age, as well as so many other factors that are arguably more useful and definitely more ethical than reaching people by their religious beliefs or their race. I'd say the main takeaway here is that it's part of a wider move to make detailed targeting less invasive. Detailed targeting might be effective, but it can be harmful. And we've seen this play out in ads that discriminate or reinforce addictions. Now, when we combine that with the impact that Apple's cookies update will bring, it's clear to see that privacy is becoming more important than ever and that personalization has to be ethical. Welcome to our home for the holidays. Honestly, I am so happy you've all joined me here today. And right now we're coming live from my home in LA and I'll be on my best bloody behavior, okay? Next up, YouTube's planning to bring shoppable live streams to everybody. That's right. For the last week, YouTube's been running its holiday streaming shop with several of its biggest creators. Every live stream in the series was shoppable, meaning viewers could interact with the hosts in real time and buy products directly from the live stream in the YouTube app. Now, a few product designers at YouTube Shopping have revealed that following on from this holiday activation, the company is going to be investing heavily in the live shopping function for wider use, saying soon all creators will be able to run live product drops, offer exclusive discounts, and conduct interactive polls with fans during their shoppable live streams, which has the potential to be a hugely popular feature. 89% of YouTube viewers say YouTube creators give recommendations they can trust, and a further 87% said they get the highest quality product information when shopping or browsing on YouTube. Now, YouTube wants Live to be a primary way that people shop on the app and close this gap between recommendations and purchase. Yeah, it's been popular in the East for a while, especially in China, which popularized live shopping culture. But live shopping's taken off massively in the West over the last year. Facebook, Instagram and Pinterest have all run shoppable live streams with their top creators in the last 12 months alone. Creators are definitely the heart of this evolution for YouTube because, as you can imagine, and as those stats show, people are generally more willing to buy from creator recommendations than from brand adverts. We've seen this play out with haul videos, product reviews and creators using the platform to plug their own merch. So, for brands wanting to get in on the trend, creator partnerships are key and they'll be the best bet for early success. Often, it's precisely the thing that makes great teams great that makes teamwork hard, which is that we're different. Now, Workplace by Meta is integrating with Microsoft Teams. Now, I still haven't gotten used to saying Meta instead of Facebook. That's going to take a while. But Meta's work app, Workplace, is being integrated with Microsoft Teams. 
Now, no matter which one you're in, you can share content to the other platform. Meta used the example of sharing content from your workplace newsfeed or groups into Microsoft Teams or live streaming videos from Teams directly into workplace groups. Now, Workplace is extremely popular with 7 million paid subscribers, including companies like Deliveroo and Walmart. But Facebook and Microsoft have agreed that a lot of workplaces actually use both. And this merger is aimed at those customers. Now, digital trends are always clear from the investments that tech firms like Meta and Microsoft make. And this integration is a reflection of the shift to remote working that we've seen since the pandemic. As we've seen, Meta's also building virtual reality products designed specifically for remote work. But what's really exciting about this update is the opportunity for collaboration, be it between two partner brands, a brand and their agency, or even between your internal departments. Work sharing will be affected, and there's so much you can do in terms of virtual pitches and briefs when you look at the cross-application of native features like live streams and groups. A million dollars isn't cool. You know what's cool? Two billion people. And at that size, the network effects push Facebook beyond useful to pretty much being integral to daily life. Next up, Facebook's adding several new commerce features to groups. Groups are fast becoming one of Facebook's most staple features. As much as the platform tries to push stories and reels, groups is where Facebook still has real utility outside of passive consumption. Now, both shops and product discovery are coming to groups. Shops will work here much like it does on Facebook pages and on Instagram. It's essentially a digital storefront that you can add to your group. Soon you'll see a new shop tab in your group and you'll be able to feature certain products in a separate panel that'll even show up in people's news feeds. Product recommendations will also let group members help each other find relevant items from your shop. Now these work a little bit like URL replies in comments, but they're marked with a label that shows it's a recommendation, a bit like how we see member and admin badges already in groups. Finally, there's a new alert for top product mentions in the main Facebook news feed that will be shown to members of similar groups. Yeah, social commerce is a main focus, not just for Facebook, but for all of the major social players. As we just covered, Groups is one of Facebook's more useful features, so using Groups to bolster its commerce offerings is a really smart move. A lot of Facebook's top publishers have a presence here, and many of them have migrated into e-com since the pandemic. For one of our own brands, GameByte, that started as a Facebook page, Facebook's been a key driver of traffic to their e-commerce site. The value in a feature like this means that you can take one more step out of the consumer journey and enable people to buy products as soon as they've discovered them. And we know that the most successful groups are those based around a close community with a shared passion or interest, this making them the perfect place for recommendation, not dissimilar from how ads work in subreddits on Reddit. Now, not every group will lend itself to selling stock, but if members think it will benefit the community, admins, or complement a shared hobby, it'll work well. Group admins could also allocate funds from member purchases to causes related to that group or use them to fund the release of more group-branded items. Scan gets a lot more compelling when you think about a future world with AR smart glasses like Snap's latest spectacles. I can easily see myself in a few years wearing spectacles that can scan things without taking my phone out at all. One for the foodies now, Snapchat has launched map layers and a new food scanner. Cast your minds back to this May and you might remember Snapchat announcing a new feature for Snap Maps called Layers. That feature went live last week, and it means Snap's map just got a lot more interactive. Switching on layers essentially superimposes things like stories, content, and location information on top of different places on the Snap map. Snap's partnered with Ticketmaster and food review site The Infatuation initially, so users will be able to see restaurants and events in their area. But the first layers to drop are Explore, which shows real-time user stories in the place they were created, and Memories, which layers old stories content on top of places that you visited on that day last year or a few years ago. 
Now, elsewhere at Snap HQ, the platform has added a new feature to its scan tool that can recognize food items, which, when scanned, produce recipe recommendations, nutrition information, and Wikipedia food facts from the available ingredients. Really nice update, this one from Snap. With more than 250 million Snapchat users engaging with SnapMap every month, the addition of layers makes the map more fun, useful, and for Snap, perfect for brand partnerships. Brands can list their restaurants, events, pop-ups, or stores on the Snap Map, and Lays will allow users to find these easily and create content around it for others to help find it too. The map also has a feature called My Places, which lets users see popular locations and their details, save favorite places, and view the ones they've tagged in their snaps before. Snap said Layers takes SnapMap to the next level by evolving it from a product to a platform, adding that brand partners and users can build upon the map themselves. Now moving on to Snap's food scanner, with more people cooking at home since the pandemic, meal kit delivery services like Gusto and HelloFresh have surged in popularity. For FMCG and hospitality brands, the opportunity to place themselves in this stage of a consumer's journey has huge potential. This could be an effective placement for content or recipes that many food-based brands host on dedicated sites or product packs, although I'm not actually convinced anyone's ever followed the recipe on the side of some noodles before. Over 170 million people use its scan tool for such purposes every month, which equates to around 34% of all Snapchat users. This, of course, has implications with the industry-wide shift towards AR, technology long pioneered by Snap and its connection to the metaverse. I can go to the three dots at the top right, hit edit, swipe to the photo you want to get rid of, and you'll see a little delete icon in the top left. And finally, Instagram will now let you delete single images from carousels. Yes, last week, Instagram chief Adam Missouri took to the platform, as he often does, to announce a few new fixes. The main story from this was the addition of a much-requested option to edit carousels after they've been posted. Users can now delete or add individual images or videos from a carousel by tapping the three-dot menu in the top right corner of a post, choosing Edit, and swiping through to change up the media. This is now available on iOS, and they said Android will be following soon. Yeah, Missouri's called this a hidden gem that, in his words, is finally on the platform and a feature I'm sure every Instagram user will no doubt find useful. It prevents you from taking down posts which might have received decent engagement all for the sake of a minor edit. It's handy if one of your carousel's image has a mistake like a typo, for example, or you simply change your mind about its inclusion. For brands and creators especially, this control and flexibility over your posts is very welcome. Carousels, as we know, are one of the most popular features on the app and one of the most engaged with too. If brands no longer have a partnership with a creator, yet they're still present on a feed in a carousel, the content can now be removed easily. Being able to add more frames also means you can add to a case study as more work goes live, rather than wait for every element of the campaign to be signed off. So enjoy updating those carousels. Well, you can tell it's the run-up to Christmas, can't you? Because there's lots of shopping-based up- updates in the news recently. And today, from YouTube and Facebook. So let's talk about YouTube first. I don't know how much you guys have heard about their holiday stream and shop, but it's been a massive week-long event with some really massive creators. And when I say creators, I should actually say celebrities because you've got people like Gordon Ramsay uh, doing his, his own live stream as well. And we've seen many of them partner with, you know, big brands like Verizon to um, share their wish list for Christmas. Now, being able to shop that, as you can imagine, in real time, ask the creator things about the products and have them answer back to you. It'll come in very handy if you want to buy something, right? Yeah, it should. I mean, I'm really excited to see these YouTube shoppable lives in action. Um, I've been a massive fan of, of, of shoppable lives across the majority of the platforms so far. And the creativity that brands have had and the success that they've had as well with these streams. 
One thing I, I don't want to see is these shopper lives turn into QVC. Please no more QVC. <laughs> it needs to be entertainment based. And we've seen, you know, formats, you know, Eve, I think we mentioned there before, you know, halls are so popular on yeah. YouTube. See them absolutely everywhere. Imagine how powerful a live haul would be with direct links to purchase as you're seeing the item. Yeah, that's exactly what some of these creators have been doing. So you can definitely see the appeal. Um, and like you said, yeah, you don't want them sort of copying the JML shopping channel exactly. where the spots are like 10 minutes long and it's all like very sell, sell, sell. I do have one hang up on these though. And it's that you see this happen, you know, for Christmas around Black Friday for a week long special event. And now they're talking about making it a regular feature for the platform is it something that can sustain its level of sort of hype and success if it's always available if every whole video is a live shop live shop it might be a bit much i think it will be novel to start with um but like many things the more you see it the more you get tired i mean i'm mm. already tired of seeing the ad yours sticker on instagram so hopefully it doesn't become like that um but yeah if you get creative with it why not let's see uh, let's see what the creators come up with and one thing I actually think will be more useful over a long period of time is Facebook's commerce features mm. for groups. Because as we've said, you know, not every update that Facebook brings out, I am a massive fan of because a lot of it's been user chasing, shall we say. But groups are genuinely useful. And being able to integrate commerce with groups um, has a lot of potential because a lot of nonprofit organizations use groups. And what's interesting about this update actually is that the money goes to the group admin and they can decide how that they mm. how they want to use it basically. So it is actually a good way to sustain that group and keep it going. The members are invested in that brand, that organization, um, and want them to be able to put this money towards certain causes, then they're gonna be they're gonna be into it. So it's not just an empty cell. Yeah, it's a nice use case. I think it's an absolute no-brainer for Facebook this one. Having a community whereby people have got the same interests, the same passions, and being able to then sell to them, it's just an absolute gold mine. You know, mm. you've got you've got everyone in the same net essentially. You made a good point earlier that it is very similar to Reddit. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's, it works the same way in terms of people with similar interests. If they're sharing recommendations to what they like to people with the same interests as them, the chances are they're going to find it cool as well. So that snowball effect can be huge in groups. And the fact that they're putting out these um, like top product mentions and similar product recommendations in people's newsfeed and actually targeting it um, to people who are members of similar groups. So you could actually use it as a growth tool if you wanted to. Well, another really interesting episode on Social in 6. Don't forget to tune in to Answered with Pollyanna Ward on Wednesday, where we're answering, is ROI the best way to measure success? <laughs>